Levac and Gaz live from the Techies Fire and Water Restoration Studios. Kind of, kind of. My house <laughs> has gotten very close to that. Uh, yet again, um, as my buddy Zach from Fitzgerald the uh, Handyman, he's uh, he's up here just uh, redoing my bathroom, and he got like halfway through something today, and just all of a sudden he's in the kitchen. He starts getting rained on. So we almost had to have the guys come back, and do some work, <laughs> do some do some work around the house. Uh, so. Uh, good times, good times, good times, great oldies is what I like to say. We can't get um, a picture of that for the visual audience. The the nice no. rain from the capital. No, region. no, it wasn't no, like okay. a full. It wasn't like a full water fixture, but it, it definitely. Um, and it, like Zach's the best. He's over here. He's like, eh, at least it happened now. I didn't put the floor in yet. I'm like, oh okay, all right. <laughs> I'm glad you're positive about it. My house is haunted. Like anybody who's ever been in my house knows that it's like it's unique in its own way, but like. Every worker that I've ever had come in here and go, oh, yeah, no, I can do it. Like um, my cable guy back in the day, Zach, when he first started working on the house, all these people, they like, ah, you're fine. It's fine. fine. Like by the time they leave, they're like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with your house. <laughs> like, I think like some kind of pagan goat God lives in your basement or something and is ruining everything. So, so yeah, so there it is. So here we are. So here we are. So I haven't been uh, in your house in Tuesday, months. Everybody. Happy Tuesday. I think I'll stay it that way. Well, once you get once once we get the new bathroom, I'll have people over again because the old bathroom was so gross. It was just this pink and brown like vomit from the seventies, and I've I've always hated it. It's always embarrassed me. It's like the house, I, all in all, my house isn't a bad house, but that bathroom was inexcusable, and I just never had the cash to do it. Um, so what I did was. I leveraged my position at Techies Fire and Water Restoration, had them come in and gut the bathroom, you know, a little employee discount. And then my buddy Zach, who's an amazing handyman, has been doing all the work on the house already, put the flooring in and all that stuff. I was like, now that it's gutted, you get to put the bathroom in. And he goes, I don't have to do the demo? I'm like, no. He goes, I'm there. So here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Is as bad or as good as the house is at this point or where it'll improve? I've got some beef. I've got some beef with the Albany Empire. Beef? My, my employer, the wonderful team. I, I got some issues over the last. You got issues, I say, all right? I said last twelve hours. All right, okay. involved in the Empire. Uh, I want to make sure this report's true from Abby, the beat writer, covers the team, everything else. A lot happened. Did you see her tweet about players leaving the team and suspensions? I know some of this is covered in the coaches' show. I caught a little bit of the coaches' show today. Uh, let's start with the players who are are not on the team. Tiberius Lampkin's gone. Is that what the report's out there's true? Is that is that, is that a report I've seen? I haven't seen. I don't know. Okay. All right. Oh, no, uh, no. Uh, yes, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Um, yeah, he's uh, he, he's one of the salt-of-the-earth good people that you'll ever meet in your life. I, I love I love Lampkin. I love Lamp. Um, and it just – it was – he needed he needed to go back to his family. So that's what he's doing. He's going back to his family. He's a phenomenal running back. He's you saw him get better and better at linebacker. Um, but we have, I, you know, I, I can't speak to the whole thing, but I just I I have nothing but good things to say about Tiberius Lampkin. And uh, yeah, he's no longer on the Albany Empire. Mark Orozco has been activated from the IR. I know there was talk of maybe potentially he could go in the most recent home game, but he is now likely going to be kicking this weekend against San Antonio. No, he'll be kicking uh, the next home game. Okay. okay, so he's activated. So that's... He's he's um he's completing his his uh his workout. I, I mean, I, I guess there's still a chance that he would kick this week, but I I 
I would say that expect him for July 16th. Is that my bet? Is that decision anywhere in the factor of Derek Vaca being featured in one of the most recent CBS sixes upstate sports edge pieces? Is that why he's playing longer where he's Uh, being teased as the most popular athlete in the capital region with one of our new features? Does that have anything to do with it? I don't know what is what is a CBS six? What is this? What is, I've never heard of this. There's the first um, plug. All right, there's my no, first plug. Well, no. <laughs> Mark uh Mark Roscoe's our kicker. You know, he's he's he got hurt pretty bad and he tried to play through it. Didn't exactly work out the way he would have liked. And if he could have if he could have kept playing, he would have. Uh so you know, Vaca came in, you know, basically off the couch and saved us. So he'll kick until Mark's ready, and then Mark will take his job right back. All right. Uh, what about the suspensions? I'm ticked off because I think they're complete garbage, at least how it's been worded, that the suspensions are indefinite. So I, yeah, I believe that's I a, that's folks- a joke. That's, that's, okay. a, that's a mistake. I, in my okay. opinion, that's a mistake. There's – there's um, man, this sucks. Uh, I hate being Jeff. Do, do you want? No, 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 no. Screw it. I don't I care. Say, I, 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 I can use the vacation. Hopefully, I get suspended. No, um, I was just going to add no, context just, of what just... happened in the game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do that, and then I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think. For those who missed the game, there was a play involving Brandon Cisse and Nick Hague. Uh, behind the play, now our replay crew, our production crew is great. Oh my god! Because the boss, myriad, myriad yeah, is, is amazing. Just because of where the camera was moving, they were not watching the play behind. So I. Andrew Santillo, I'm going to blame him a little bit on this. Yeah, he might let's be always right. blame Santillo. He's fun to blame. There was a hit behind the play that he believes was Nick Hague. I thought it was Brandon Cissé because Cissé was quick to the official. Cissé had a back and forth to the official. Then the Columbus Lions got involved. He was ejected from the game later on for a second personal foul, and he left the game. Nick Hague had a personal foul already out there, and with about a minute to go, he's chirping. He's still intense as more times on the clock. And he must have just said the magical words. We'll use a baseball comparison here where Hank is behind the official and the flag just goes up in the air like he was getting tossed out of a baseball game from the dugout. And he gets a second personal. Now, we had fun on the broadcast because we started joking around that he was Bobby Valentine because he wouldn't get off the field. Even though there was a minute left, he didn't go back to the locker room and he didn't. I don't know how much of a factor that played in this, but Nick didn't know he was Nick didn't know he was kicked out. Okay, I'm glad you followed that up with that because. Hearing that these guys are both indefinitely suspended, I didn't see a punch get thrown. I didn't see somebody use a weapon as a helmet. Uh, yeah, you know, like there, there so, could have been so many other things to get a suspension, but it looked like these guys just got tossed out of a game. A game they're winning, by the way. So hearing that report, it's like something's not matching it, up here. It is not an indefinite suspension. Okay. It is a one-game suspension. Um, I think that the league – so, like, there's league policies that are that are being reworked and looked at almost every day because there's so much new blood in the league. But I believe what they do is they do the indefinite suspension right off the rip, just in case there's an appeal or, or new information comes out rather than say, Hey, it's a one game suspension right away, which is what you look, you get two personal fouls, you get kicked out of a game. That's all there is to it. And on top of that, you get, you get the game suspension, you know, nine times out of 10, unless something happens where, where it looks like you didn't deserve any of the suspension. Um, what sucks for Nick is it was what a minute left in the game, you know, like, it, and, and, you know, Nick Hague, there's not a more passionate fiery person in the world of sports than Nick Hague. So he, yeah, I, I don't, I wasn't right there. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was watching from here, my secret layer. Um, and you know, he, he gets fired up and, and he says, he says stuff you're probably not supposed to say. We don't know anyone like that. Um, 
I thought that the ref, I thought the officiating crew on Sunday was the best officiating that we've seen in the NAL all season. So yes. for them to decide that, that the way to stop, cause all right, let's, let's, let's forget which side Brandon Cisse and Nick Hager on. Cause I love my guys. I'll go to war for my guys. Um, Coach Manas was on the phone with the commissioner all morning trying to like, are we sure this is what we have to do? Are we sure we have to do it this way? Um, but you saw it. That game was was dangerously close to getting out of hand. It was dangerously close to Columbus and Albany fighting. So I think for you know this the time that you needed to make a statement, the guys who were standing up were our guys. Um, it sucks. I, I don't disagree that they that they they should have hit the showers. Um, but I do I hate the suspension. Obvi- obviously, I hate the suspension. But you know, if my guys if my guys like clothesline somebody WWE style and brought out a two by four like Jim Hacksaw Jim Duggan, I'd still hate the suspensions. But I I think that that officiating crew did what they needed to do to keep order. And now there's repercussions that go on top of that, and it'll be that these two guys don't get to make this trip to San Antonio. And it sucks because of how good San Antonio's playing as well. Like this is a playoff potential shifting suspension by both of these players because they've been so good for the team to not have those guys out in the lineup. That is at the top of the storylines for the NAL this upcoming weekend and how that shakes out because the Empire come off a huge win against Columbus. Like it's a battle for second place, potentially could decide who gets a home playoff game to flip it to San Antonio to not have those guys. That really sucks. That's awful. Uh, I also want to add another thing here just in case people missed the game on Saturday, you'd mentioned that you were watching the game from there. You did not get thrown out of the game. You were sick. No, just, no. Uh, that Ryan, confusing. <laughs> Ryan Hulip, who's our uh, who's our director of uh, corporate partnerships, he um he's he's dubbed Sunday's game the Levac flu game. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> here I still don't have my voice all the way back. I it was I don't know. I think it was allergies or whatever. Like I took a COVID test in the morning. I did all those things because I I just I felt awful. Like I felt it in my sinuses. My stomach was doing backflips. And um, I just had that post nasal drip every time. Like I moved, like if I if somebody was like over here and I oh yeah, I'm like oh like whatever. So uh, probably second quarter, second quarter on until the apex relay race. Every time I was on the field, I went in the back and threw up in a garbage can. <sighs> and it was just it was phlegm. Um, nobody's eating right now. If you are, I'm sorry. It looked like I was throwing up straight oysters. It was disgusting. Like and I don't eat oysters. But the weirdest thing about it was, God bless the MVP security people. They ran and got me. They saw me come off the field, and I was green. And uh, and Jeff, who's one of the security guards, we call, we lovely call him Beth. Um, he he was like, "Get Levac a garbage can right now." And I'm like, "Dude, that's my guy." Um, no one's around. I'm in the back. I, you know, just like bowling, bend down, throw up. I look up. There's like thirty. Like the entire Empress crew is around me all this other stuff. And I'm just like, I'm not like a street magician, like get the fuck out of here or, or, or put money in my hat. Like one of the two. And like, so that happened like three, four times, three times it happened Four almost, it was almost a fourth. And, um, after the halftime, Mike quarter looked at me and went, why are you still here? And I was like, uh, well, I went to hand him the microphone and he like repelled like a, like a vampire with a cross. Um, and I went, there's, there's, I go, I got to, I got to do what I got to do. And, um, CP's like, there's one more thing. And then he's got to leave. So I did the apex relay race. And then Mike told me I had two choices. I could go home and rest or he could beat my ass, drag me out of 
the MVP <laughs> arena and I would, and I would get rest that way. And, um, I went home. <laughs> it shows home. <laughs> I didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to hurt the big bald bastard. I didn't want him, you know, listen, I'm pretty spry for a fat guy. As like, as God's like say, I'm country strong. I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't want to hurt him. And then throw up on him, that insult to injury. That would have been terrible. I would have found it entertaining if you were sick and then threw up during the halftime. I kept telling everybody, I'm like, this is the time we make Sports Center. This is it. Like, this, this is, is when we do. Like, I, I was really hoping it was going to be during the proposal. Um, oh, I got a question about the proposal. I know. Actually, I you're not Gross. the only one because Tommy Gross is in here too. I just wanted one thing. How did you pull the this? wedding proposal? Uh, how did you pull the wedding proposal on Sunday? That was uh, great, along with getting the W and the banner drops. Um, the CP. Uh, Caroline Perry, she she said all the entire thing, and then I just get to go out and and be cool and hang out with uh with our our amazing season ticket holders. You guys faked it out like it was going to be a relay race, and then the guy didn't have the blindfold on. Uh, do we know the names of the now happily engaged couple? Uh, it was uh yeah it was I think it was, I want to say it was Jamie and Melanie. I know it was Jamie. My notes are somewhere around here. Um yeah and um just yeah just good people. I was talking for a little bit and I was like prepping them right so. So, you know, because you and I used to do the on-field stuff. We were That was our job. We both did it. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there and we're telling them it's going to be a Disney. It's a special season ticket holder promotion. Um, It was going to be like a Dizzy Bat. But we were doing it just – it was just – they were out of a random draw of season ticket holders. It was that – they were the ones selected. So we're going to spin you 10 times and you're going to run. So I looked at – I looked at them both and, like, I know what's going on. He knows what's going on. She has no idea what's going on. And I go – I just want to give you guys a heads up. I have found that nine times out of 10, the people who take a second and gather themselves before they start running after being spun are the ones who win. Cause in my mind, he's going to be on one knee in front of her. She's going to take off like a shot and just like <laughs> annihilate, like knee to the grill, blood everywhere, nose splattered. So sure enough, we take her, her blindfold off. And she had that like rabbit look, like she was about to go. And I was like, dah, 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 look down. And I didn't even have to, cause she, like you saw her eyes light up. And then like, she, she took a while to react. And I'm sitting there going, I was joking all day. Cause you guys, I'm a dick. I'm like, I hope she says no. no. I hope she says no. I hope she says no. I hope they get married and they're live happily ever after later on in life. But I hope she, I hope she says no. I think it would be hysterical. She says no. And then I'm going to throw up on the field. Um, and there was a point where she's standing there just looking at him and I'm like, Oh my God, she hasn't taken the ring yet. She's going to say no. And now I feel terrible. Cause I, I, I spoke this into reality in my mind and sure enough, she like, he puts the ring on her finger and I'm like, Oh God. <gasps> and then Harold love and our, and uh, Cornelius Lewis and all of our big guys come over and start hugging them. I'm like every, every good, every good proposal has to end with a lot of love. Um, I love our guys, man, that they went in and hugged them and they, they, they were a part of that. That was awesome. So um, very excited. And, I might offer my service. They might be the third couple I ever marry. If they're if they're interested, oh. uh, you know, Minister Jeff might might jump in the game, and uh, I'll, I'll marry them. Hit them up, Jamie. Make it happen. Have it be very expensive. Have the empire. Very there. expensive. Yes. All right. I'm gonna need a room uh, and an open bar. Those guys with the empire were a part of that big hug at the end. They also were a part of the dance competition with the kids. Those guys were cracking me up during the oh game. Oh my god, they're so, so good. funny. Did you see when Hollis broke out the dance and all the guys danced with him after the one interception? Yes. <laughs> so we're sitting there, we're talking about it, like, what? How did you guys figure that out? And apparently, they just walked up to Hollis and they went, "What? What dance are we doing?" And Hollis is like, "Love don't cost a thing." And he breaks out the move. If you go watch it, um, CP did it for us. If you go to our social media, it's 
it's from a Nick Nick Cannon movie called Love Don't Cost a Thing, where he does this stupid dance and then everybody's doing it with him. And they broke that out. Like, where do you pull that from, Hollis? Like, where is that? Like, uh, I mean, I, I just I love our guys this year. We have we have an amazing group. Amazing. He's group. so good, and he's gotten so much. He's improved every game. He likes the conditioning. He should. He definitely should. Uh, the last thing I have for you for the Empire, because I know you and I got a, uh, a show coming up on the weekend. We'll talk more about the match and everything. Uh, travel situation. This is the first trip to San Antonio, right? Second, Anything different? Second. Remember we okay, lost thank there. you. That's right. Uh, nothing's changing. <clears throat> same style. Leaving the same day. I know it's – I mentioned because oh. it's technically semi-July 4th weekend, so I don't know, and the world is uh, weird right now. No. Well, just a minor difference is, like, last time we had to – we traveled we, – we took the bus to another airport. We're coming out of Albany – flying to Albany and we're flying back into Albany. So uh, trying to make it as easy on the guys as possible. Mike Corda has, I mean, listen, you know, his daughter, I lovingly call her 2.0 cause she's Mike 2.0. Um, that poor child is going to be broke cause Mike's spending every penny he's going to have and every penny he would have potentially left for her. So though know, the guys will get there Friday and, um, and hopefully, so our newest, the newest member of the team, uh, we just announced today about, you know, less than an hour ago, about an hour ago, uh, Jay Rich is back. So coach oh, Jeremy <laughs> Richardson is now back on the field. He's going to, since Nick Hague's not going to travel, Jay Rich, we signed him today as a player. He's going to play linebacker. And we both know he can play fullback too. Um, so he, he's going to add to the team. But he, the Sam Castanova and, and Marco Wade were on the show today too. And they said that, uh, that Jay Rich told everybody, we started their win streak down in San Antonio. It's up to us to stop it. So now he gets to go out there, and, and he told them that when he was just the coach. Now he's the coach, and he's playing. So, and we both know that guy's intense. He is—he's one of the best guys out there. Wait a second, wait a second, wait. I got to clear that up there. So it's not a one-day contract. Like this is—he's going to be a player for the. Or is that not a you question? Is that a Coach Manas question? No. Well, we talked about it. I mean, feel free to go check out the coaches' show live from Sea Smoke Waterfront and Grill on Starbuck Island, um, and of course our season-long sponsor, Standard Heating, Cooling, and Insulating. Uh, they don't charge for crappy little visits. They come out and they help you out. Um, it, basically, as of this moment, Jay Rich is playing this week. Now, if everybody's back and everybody's healthy and whatever, and it, and he's more valuable in the polo on the sideline being the coach, that's what he's going to do. So, you know, you hear about these like five-tool players. Jay Rich is a three-tool coach. He can coach, he can tackle, and he can run the rock. So, and he's in amazing shape. I'm a little worried he's too small. I dude, my dude is lean. Mm. Like he is in he is in phenomenal shape because he was big. Like you think about it, when he played linebacker, I want to say he played linebacker at like two thirty. He ran the ball at like two fifteen, two twenty. He's probably like one ninety five, two hundred right now. He's in amazing shape. Like that dude. That dude looks in a bolo the way my I mentally look in a bolo until I see a picture of myself. That's that's what that dude looks like. Also, he's right. in the hype video because how good he looks in a bolo. Like that's it. No dreadlocks though, as our guy Ryan McCarthy points out. That's gonna yeah. be a little weird. I almost brought that up to him, but I like Jay Rich is is the kind of guy that I almost wonder if that would bother him. You know what I mean? Like because he he was very he loved his hair. He was very proud of his hair. He took that off because when he decided to, you know, change the chapter from player to coach, he wanted to look just that next level more professional. And now he's going back out there. But he looks good though. Dude's just a good looking dude. I hate how good looking he is. I hate him. I hate him. I hate that I love him. He's my boy. But no, he's he's um 
think about it. It's one less thing you can if he does decide if like Shorts is running the ball so well and Cash Nova's running the ball so well. I don't know. I don't know how much he'll have to run the ball. Um, but if he does, it's one less thing you can grab to tackle him. That hair's not there no more, kids. Kickoff set for Saturday, eight o'clock Eastern in San Antonio. Eight o'clock right. Eastern for right. the kickoff. Seven o'clock Central, right. which is eight o'clock Eastern, and it's very annoying. Let, let's give some love to our friends over at Mohawk Honda. It is the summer. You're looking at trading your vehicle. They are going to buy your vehicle. They want your car. How about this? You can oh. trade back your vehicle and get the price you paid for it at Mohawk Honda. Glenville, New York. Check out their website. Make an appointment today with the great people over there. Shout out to Greg Johnson and Lindsey Herndon, Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna. There's so many great people over there. VIP man, Morales. We could run through the list. John Lucas, man. I love everybody over at Mohawk Honda. And maybe you've got to head into a collision center at some point, whether it be Mohawk Honda or Mohawk Chevrolet. Levesque, is the vehicle in the collision center yet? No, it's going to go in when I go uh, after the season. I'm going down to visit my nephew and his wife, and I'm dropping it off the day before I take off. It's only supposed to be like three or four days for mine, but um, I just don't want them to rush. Like I love my truck so much, and I trust the collision center so much. Um, I don't know what the hell three-stage paint is, but I have it, and it's going to take, it's going to take some time. I'm convinced that I'm going to constantly forget when your car is going in. So don't be shocked if throughout the summer I ask, Levesque, where's your vehicle? Because that would be me. I would forget I dropped it off there or I just like that's. Well, that's 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 the beauty of it, too. Like they were they're so backed up. They were going to because of it, they were going to get it in. They were going to do the work and whatever. Um, I could have dropped it off. I think like this next week, I think I would be able to get it in. And there's no like the first thing they tell you, right? They go and they look at it and they go, OK, where we are, no exposed metal. So you don't have to worry about rust. It's not going to get any worse. I'm like, can I wash it? Yes. Um, and then I go, well, what if I bring it in then? Like a month, two months from now. They're like, that's fine. That's actually, thank you. <laughs> so uh, it's it's great when you got, when you can go ask those questions. Like, because if, if it was metal exposed, well, then I got to get it in because with the rain and the wash and whatever, it could rust. And then I got to deal with something worse. Ask the right questions, get the right answers. They're there to help. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. That's a nice thing. For our visual audience, Levesque was just true. chugging something. I know. <laughs> it's been, it's been a day. I don't have a voice, so I get to drink, I think. Yeah, that's um, fair. Uh, did you see the walk-off home run by Aaron Judge and what happened following this? Have you heard the little controversy around this now with Big 99? What is the – no, I don't – I saw the – I've seen the two walk-offs. I mean, you, you think about it, like he – he beat he beat the Astros two or four times. You know he had he had the. Uh, I, I gave up on both those games. I feel like such a loser. I really do. Um, but he's he's just he's he's playing better baseball than anyone anyone in Major League Baseball. To sum and it up, a, Meredith Morakovitz had a post uh, game interview with him, and by the way, it felt really long. She got like six questions on the field, and I thought the old rule is you get I'll two. answer whatever she asks, right? <laughs> The last one was something I'm paraphrasing here, something along the lines of like, what gives you confidence to perform in that spot deep in the game? Something like that. Yeah. And he said, that's what you're supposed to do when you're the best player on the team. And some people looked at that comment as a direct shot to the arbitration situation going on with the Yankees saying that like, hey, I should be paid as the best player on the team because I'm playing like the best player on the team. It feels like it's the first time Aaron Judge, maybe in his entire career has ever shown, I guess we'll describe it as an attitude, but I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, here, here's here's the deal, right? So you say the first. Remember he um, in Boston when they won the playoff game in Boston, he walked out with the boombox playing New York and everything. Um, that backfired on him. 
and he kind of quieted down. If you're going to be the the captain, which you would assume that's what you know part of this whole thing would end up being, if he's going to get the money that he wants, you got to have that swagger. Like Jeter never said it, but Jeter lived it. Like when you when you heard Jeter talk, the rare times he spoke, there was never a moment where Jeter spoke and you were like, oh, that guy doesn't think he's the best player on the team. No, Derek Jeter, when Jer- Derek Jeter spoke, Derek Jeter was like, no, I'm the best. I am. That's why wouldn't I be? <laughs> That's what I do. Judge is playing better than anyone in baseball. Judge is the best player on the Yankees. And for him to say something like that, it takes – you've got to take that one of two ways as his teammates, right? One is – that's my guy. I can count on him. Two is screw that guy. I'm better than him. Now prove it. Like, I don't see any reason that's not great. I don't think. And by the way, as far as the arbitration thing goes, it's bullshit. I'm so pissed off about how the arbitration went. Oh, let's split the difference. No, give him the 21 million. You freaking losers. Oh, well, we'll give you, we'll split it. We'll give you, we'll give you 19 and you get $250,000. If you're MVP and two, another $250,000, if you're world series MVP, those kind of things make me wonder if Buster's like, Buster only when he says that he's not going to be a Yankee next year. He's probably right. Because if I'm judge, I'm looking at that crap going, you know what? Hometown discount, whatever. Out the door, buddy. It felt so obvious that like 19 was going to be that number. But like you just pointed out, why should it be? Like, why should I? I've comp- This is Aaron Judge. Like, we're, you know, analyzing what Megan said. Why would I compromise? Because I've had to compromise constantly throughout my career. Right. And now the moment where I don't have to compromise, I'm not going to. As you mentioned, the hometown discount should never exist in professional sports hell it shouldn't exist in any type of business like if you've got an opportunity to stay at a job and you're performing you should get what you deserve and get what you get paid like but I tom you- brady but tom brady made it cool tom brady made it cool to do the hometown discount because they 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 should have spent more money around him but like to to know that there's a certain amount of money like even in baseball like no only steve cohen's going to spend the money that that everybody wants the yankees to spend you gotta you you Sometimes you got to leave a little on the table, but like not if they're going to treat you the way they're treating him. Screw that. Give me all the money. Exactly right. And I love the answer because like when Meredith Morakovitz is asking that question, that's fine to give an answer that you've got self-confidence that you can perform because any athlete, and again, we'll cross over to like even post-athletics. If you're working in your job and you think you're good at your job, great. Like you should, like if you've performed to that level, like, Hey, I think I'm the best at what I do and I can back it up. And especially when you're asking them, moments after they were put in a setting where I get to back it up and I just proved it. Hell yeah. You should stick your chest out a little bit and say, and if that is a motivating chip on the shoulder, whatever type of thing that this contract is hanging over his head and gets to prove people wrong every single day, whatever motivates you because that's working. And if you get to say, I'm the best player on the team and that's firing you up every single game, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep yeah. doing it. it to the point where, like you said, they like, uh, if Yankee fans would still like him back, so don't you know don't use too much. But... Right. right, but but here's here's the thing: the difference, in my opinion, the difference between arrogance and confidence is your ability to do the things you say you're going to do. You sound arrogant when you say you're the best and you're not, or you say you're the best and you don't help other people get better. When you are the best and you say you're the best and you're a team player, everybody on that roster loves him. Well, then you're just confident. That's all it is. And and for a fan base and even non-fans who have always said, oh, man, I wonder how good he could be if he was healthy. Okay, he's showing you. He's showing you how good he could be if he was healthy. And if he had, if he had 60 home runs this year, 
which he's what on pace for 63 or something like that. 62, 63. Yeah. If he had 60 home runs this year, finishes the season in a world series. And you think you're getting away for less than Mike Trout money, who he's just annihilating right now. And who's the better baseball player. You're out of your freaking mind. You're out of your freaking mind. And guess what? If you get in a situation where you end up giving him an eight, nine, 10 year deal. And for five years, he's this. And then five years, he's okay. Good. You paid him for the, the freaking seven years before that, that he didn't make a dime to, to sell tickets for you all the time, be the face of baseball. The only thing that, that I feel Judge has done wrong is marry the crazy drunk chick who is like, not my fences, not my buffenders. That's the only thing I think he's done wrong. And I think he's going to pay for that at some point. But I hope, I hope not. And there's a support group here. It's called All of Us. We'll help you through it, Judge. Ryan, Ryan thinks that Judge should start to turn heel. Like this should be a promo after every game where he just embraces the dark side. I don't hate it. I don't <laughs> hate it. Well, because here's the thing. Like, like what's there's there's two people when it comes to the Yankees, right? There's Yankee fan. Actually, there's, I let me just put it. There's three people when it comes to the Yankee fan. There's Yankee fan who loves us no matter what we do. Blah 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 blah. There's Yankee fan who hates you no matter what you do. Blah blah blah. And then there's everyone else who hates you no matter what you do. As a Yankee fan who loves the Yankees, I always root for them. They piss me off sometimes, whatever. I'm fine with them being more hated. I think it's hysterical. I'll laugh my ass off. As the Yankee fans who hate him, hate everybody no matter what, screw them. Who cares? They're freaking assholes. But as the other, as everybody else who hated me more, oh my God, this must watch TV. I'm in. Play, he's got to start coming out to the Imperial March, like Vader's music. <laughs> like, go all in. If that's what he wants to do, do it. Do it. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Seven feet tall, number 99 from somewhere in Ashcrack, California. Boom, boom, boom. He comes out and just somebody like he makes all like all the guys who, who used to be there that we all love, like you know, uh, Didi Gregorius and, and, and Tereus. They come out and they pull the cape off his shoulders and he hits. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm all about it. Let's go. I like how you have that mindset for like the heel role. I don't know why my mind keeps going to like White Goodman from Dodgeball, Ben Stiller's character, where like Judge is going to grow out one of those mustaches. We're better than you, and we know it. Well done, Jim. <laughs> I want him to go. Actually, I want him to go. Uh, Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down. I want to like hit a home run and then point to the wall. I'm like, "You're effing out of here!" Like, like, ah. Uh, uh. And if you haven't watched Eastbound and Down, at least the first two seasons, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It's I lost track later, but the first season's amazing. The first season or of the Emory Show, I should call it. I feel like the podcast audience never got the stick from you and I. And I think we both agree on it still. The first season of Eastbound and Down was so oh good. It got so just good. three seasons after. Like the other seasons, yeah. like, eh. But the first season just basically like, oh, in modern times, it'd just be like, let's give you a four season run because of how good that just was. You're you're selling it short. It got three more seasons, some stupid show called Vice Principles and Righteous Gemstones. Like it was so good that it was like, it was like Danny Gabrive walk in and go, I want to make this. And they were like, yes, just please <laughs> yell your effing out all the time. Please. Uh, you you got it. Danny McBride. I almost forget his name sometimes because I just feel like yeah. he is Kenny Powers. Like I don't even know if there's a difference between those two. He's times. never had a better role. He's never, no. even as, as good as he is, as the, in, uh, this is the end, um, a bunch. I mean, he's funny. Dude is straight funny, but Kenny Powers is like, again, Heath Henry is Ken, Kenny Powers, but he's just not as good. Um, it's dude, that's that show is phenomenal. Phenomenal. This is the end of becoming a call class. That scene where he's sitting there at the kitchen table eating cereal when they're oh, god, it's so well, that, good. Well, how about when 
uh, it's long enough. I can say it. How about when Channing Tatum is dry humping his leg? Come on, it's 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 pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. It's a great show. You say Corey Greenwich wrote in. Hi guys, is today his birthday? Uh, yesterday was his yesterday birthday. Was his birthday. I, of course, I, I left Corey a message. Happy birthday, Corey! Congrats, he did it. Immediately yeah. wrote back. Thanks, Gazi. What did I do? I I told him he's a legend. That's what he is. He's a legend. He's uh he's 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 on radio more than either one of us nowadays. So, <laughs> you know, I. I like that, like, Dory and Mel are, like, two of the nicest guys in the history of the universe. And then when they hear Corey's voice, you can you can almost hear him go, oh, great, here we go. Here it comes again. All right. He loves Mel Kuyper. Corey loves him. Here comes this. Uh, tell me who the 17 best quarterbacks in the league are. Great. All right. Fantastic. SeatGeek.com. SeatGeek! I would let SeatGeek.com start tickets to Corey's Sorry, farm. Over $50, your first purchase, you get $20 off using the promo code GOZ. G-O-Z. SeatGeek.com. Again, S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K.com. SeatGeek.com, your spot for concerts, for sporting events across upstate New York, and more. If you're looking to buy your tickets, now's the time to do it this summer. $20 off your purchase. First time with over $50, buy a bunch of tickets. $20 off if you use the promo code GOZ. G-O-Z. At SeatGeek.com, whatever it is, whether it's SPAC, the MVP Arena, the JMA Wireless Dome, that's still so weird to talk about in Syracuse. Wherever it is, the Odd in Utica, you're looking for tickets and shows and more. G-O-Z is the promo code at SeatGeek.com this summer, and we're going to try to add Corey's Farm. You can buy tickets to that using the promo code, guys. Ooh. You may never get to leave, but you get to go to Corey's Farm. It's very cool. <laughs> Actually, bar. I, I need to go shopping anyway. Maybe I'll just give Corey money and have him bring me, like, actually not bring me, meet me somewhere and just, you know. I wonder, like. Can't you meet? Yes. Um, Levac and Gaz, the cows. Will you eat Levac and Gaz when they are finally put out the pasture, so to speak? I feel like I'd rather eat myself than you. You don't want a big old hunk of Levac in your mouth? I feel like. <laughs> I feel like it's cannibalism. How, how, great of, how great of an advertising campaign is that? You miss them on your radio. How would you like them in your mouth? Mm. Hunks of LeVac. Wow. Corey's Farm. You want them in your mouth. <laughs> now you get it. Yeah. A mouthful of LeVac. My colleagues at CBS 6 are looking at them. What's the new sports guy doing? What's he talking about in there? with these Who's like? Who's around you right now? Like who's? Nobody. They all got the doors closed. Rightfully so. Bunch of nerds. Bunch of nerd. I don't even know who works over there anymore. Who's this staff that you work with? It's all right. So guys, can we? So guys is on the Upstate Sports Edge now. That's your. Are you like the main guy on that now? Is that your that your thing? If there's one, uh, that would make me. <laughs> yeah. So, well, well, no, I'm saying it's like it's not like it's not like like when we first started going on the show it was Kelly O'Donnell. Yes. Then it was uh, your girl Brittany, mm-hmm. Devane, or whatever her name is now, McHatton, or whatever the hell her name. Is. She's got like six names. Jason Lewis, Chad Davis, Gardner Royce, they've all been in that. Yeah, right. but like there was always like a main. Like there was Kelly O'Donnell, there was Brandon, it was boom, boom, boom. Um, and we would go on and like there was people who would do feature pieces that would go on there. I like, but you're the main now. So like you can, like if you decide that you want to have Jeff Levac on a show, you have Jeff Levac on a show. Yes. Oh, cool. All right, good for you, buddy. Good it, for was, you. It, it was funny though. This I'll say, hopefully she's listening. This girl, Natalie, walked by. So I'm just doing my digital stuff. She goes like, so what are you gonna do like digital are you gonna be on air i'm like uh that's not my call i just got <laughs> like i don't decide she's like i don't decide those either and then walked away <laughs> i'm 
want to make content, and wherever it goes, it goes. For real. Um, so wait, when is the when is the first Upstate Sports Edge going to air? Uh, well, interesting question. The <laughs> the form in which people are used to the show airing, so like it used to be a half hour TV show. That's probably not what you're going to get. You're more than likely going to get like the Upstate Sports Edge as more digital content, like interviews with the logo and stuff like that. So it's I would find it very unlikely you're going to get a five day a week half hour show again. That's not going to happen. Corey wants to know we're adding a call in line to the podcast. No, I got to buy. I'd have to buy a burner phone. I could do it, but like the thought of Corey having my cell phone is cringeworthy. I love Corey. I love Corey. Like I think there is not a better person on the planet than than Corey Darfler from Darfler Farms, Mister Corey from Greenwich. He's like the nicest guy. But the thought of him being able to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and go, "Hey, Levac." Who's the far best quarterbacks that are left-handed in the history of mankind? And that, like, I would, I, no, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Um, I'm excited uh, about the Sports Edge. I am. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, dude. I'm excited to see where it goes as well. I think it'd be pretty, pretty cool. Are you excited that Kyrie Irving's back as a New York athlete? Screw him. No. Because you know what, dude? This, everybody's like, oh, he's back in Brooklyn. Everything's fine. No. I mean, opts into cash kind of thing. Like, that's what it is. Like, he's not he's not done, and and he's just a jackass. He's an absolute 100% jack. Like, the fact that people I know, I believed were intelligent Knicks fans, were like, yeah, no, we need him. It boggles my mind. Like, like that's like being a neighbor. To like, so you got a neighbor who has a really hot chick who's his wife. You know she's a hoe. You know she's flaunt. She's like, everybody's... Everybody's doing a little of that. You know what I'm saying? Get a little something. And that, that's going on. And then that just falls apart. He's like, he loses a ball in the divorce. Like she gets half of everything. And then you go, but I think it would work here. I think it would be, I think as a Nick, it would be okay. Like there's not, there's not a way. There's not a, there's not a, no, no. Kyrie is a Nick would mean I do not watch the NBA for a full year. Like I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't. He's he's he is NBA cancer. There's one team he should go to. There's one team where he might work, and that's that's wherever LeBron is. So the Lakers. But like, no, he sucks, man. I, I he's so talented and he doesn't care. Drives me insane. Laker fans were devastated. I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm watching yeah. social media light up after he decides not to go to the Lakers, and the people are getting like these funny gifts and memes of like LeBron crying instead of the crying Jordan meme. It was the crying LeBron meme. I'm like, that's actually pretty great. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if LeBron's that devastated that he's not going. I know the Lakers were terrible. Anthony Davis also wasn't playing. Anthony Davis also said that he hasn't shot a basketball since April. And some of you are like, yeah, that's not good either. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm thinking back on this. I have to, I guess, apologize now because I gave a lifeline the last time you and I spoke of Kyrie. I'm like, maybe he's changed. Maybe he's a different person. Uh, our old intern, Kevin Sweeney, saw this quote from Shams, and he used that old quote from uh, Blades of Glory. I don't know what it means, but it gets the people going. It's provocative about Kyrie saying this about re-upping for the Brooklyn Nets. Quote, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made yeah. my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. A11 even. Dude, so what this the is- hell does that mean? First of all, stop trying to make sense out of crazy people. Like you know, like um, was it Mark Mark Twain? Never argue with a crazy person. Uh, onlookers may not be able to tell the difference of who's who, right? 
this it is it is it is always hysterical to me when people are like, "Oh, he opted in; he wants to be there." Like Russell Westbrook opts in to forty semi million dollars. No, I don't give a crap where I am. You think I'm leaving forty semi million dollars on the table? F you, pay me. Kyrie is going to do what it has to do to, to make his money, and he might play, dude. He might play a bunch this year. He might actually play because there is there is. It's hard to believe there's a scenario where he and Kevin Durant, healthy, aren't a contender for the Eastern Conference Championship. It, it's just it just doesn't. That's you're silly if you don't think they can win it. But he's such a jackass. It could easily, like Durant, could one day just flippantly go. Dude, the earth is as round as your mom's ass. And he'd be done for the rest of the year. He'd be like, no, never play it again. <laughs> oh, because he insulted your mom. No, the earth's flat. Like he's no, screw that guy. Dude, he's he is he is Skip Bayless's funniest line about TO was team obliterator obliterator, a team obliterator. I can't even say it. You know what it is. Yeah. Um Kyrie's better. Kyrie is is a is a destroyer. He's a destroyer of worlds. We have still yet to see the game where Durant. Kyrie and Ben Simmons are on the floor together. This still hasn't happened yet. Right. I know it's supposed to be James Harden. That actually did happen a few times. I think it was less than 30. But we will get at one point Durant and Simmons and Kyrie. The, oh, that quote needs to be a, who said this quote in bar trivia questions. <laughs> All right. Your <laughs> quote or my quote? Yeah, I think it's Mark Twain's. Twain's. I think it's the Twain's. Samuel Clemens, if you will. Uh, with Kyrie opting back in. Uh, by the way, you mentioned a lot of contracts that had uh, a lot of guys opted in. John Wall finally got a buyout with the Houston Rockets. He decided to go with the Clippers. It felt like John Wall was rumored for the Knicks for a while. And then he played, what, 40 games and made $130 million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Knicks have already done that with, what, uh, Kemba Walker, with Jason Kidd. I feel like I'm missing another one in that. Uh, Stephon Marbury. Like, we've already gone through the older guards who aren't who they're supposed to be. With the Knicks, we don't have to add John Wall to that list if you're a Knicks fan. Jamal somewhere is just poor Jamal. Sometimes I worry about him and the Knicks and what they've done to his poor stress over the last few months. Jamal is uh, he actually he reached out to me not too long ago. We haven't had a, we haven't hung out and had a couple of drinks in a long time, a long long time. I, this this job thing is ridiculous. I, I need like I need like four less jobs, and I think I only have three. Um, it, the the Knicks are bad. The next year, but if they if they do if they bring in Kyrie, they're worse. Like somehow someone because like I know it's like oh no he's he's not on the table anymore. No, he's on the table. There's a way. There's always a way. There's a way where they'll pay him just the way they paid everybody else. John, will, everybody who's ever hey you want to retire rich, play for the next for five seconds. They'll they'll overpay you. Well, you know who you don't have to overpay for. That's Jared Lozier at North. Oh my God, Jared Lozier. Sure. That's right. Five Ball eight, ginger. Nine five six. His website's theballginger.com. That's not his website. His email is J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. He is saving you cash this summer. If you've been planning, man, my buddies have been texting me about some of their vacations. They thought they were going to book this summer, and then they saw the price. They're like, we're not going on vacation this year. Uh, Maybe you could have gone on vacation if you saved some money throughout the year with your insurance policies on your car, your home, your small business, your monthly rates you're paying. You mean never have shopped the market and figured out you actually could have been paying a lot less Jared Lozier could have done that for you and can still do that for you. Email him today. Free quote, J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com or text him 518-956-3753. I'll go slow for you on this one. Yeah, please you can do. write it down. Text him yeah. while you're listening to the podcast. Say, I want money, please. And I want to know why you're a bald ginger. 
3753. If you use chunking for memory. Are you offering 5% off if someone just texts ginger? Is that what you've just done there, Levac? That's a ginger. Okay. Bald ginger. Jared, you can text me if that actually happens. <laughs> text him. Text him. Does the carpet match the drapes? 518-956-3753. Jared Lozier at Northeastern Insurance. He wants to work with you. We promise you that. And yeah. after the abuse that poor man takes from us, yeah. that's the least he can do. No, he's good. At, he's good. At his, he has to be good at his job. He has to be good at his job. July 10th, Levac. You could have yeah. him again. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not golfing with him. The hideaway. We golfed There's in a no separate way. tournament with him. So there was like the tournament was like, so the July 10th, the wide world of sports at the uh, Saratoga League Golf Club, the the hideaway. Um, that one I, I golfed with all my friends from the Empire, which I which I intend to do again this year because um, it's in a bye week and everything. And then there was another one later in the year that we golfed with him. And he made it sound like he was Tiger Ginger Woods. And he was terrible. Um, so I hit him in the balls with a golf club. And now I've got brand new golf clubs. I bought a, I bought a, a Callaway driver. I got golf shoes. I will I'll put one of his nuts on the sun. I will. I'll do it. If he if he blazes if if we golf with him and he plays as crap as he did last year, what he how, as good as he is at insurance and saving you money. He's that bad at golf, in my opinion. And his pants were way too tight, way too tight. Uh, I've got some breaking news here, sort of, kind of. Maybe okay, not really. I'm breaking uh, wind. Baker Mayfield is back in the news because today, as we tape this on a Tuesday evening, there's supposed to be some more details on the potential suspension of Deshaun Watson. The story came out a few days ago that the NFL was going to start that process. And the early reports had said that the NFL is going to push for, that word again today, indefinite suspension which some people have interpreted as that they're going to go for the full year. I feel like that's a classic PR move by the NFL because yeah. of, hey, let's say we're, whatever it's not going to get people pissed off at us, we'll say that number, and then we'll see what right. like the climate is of the fan. Okay, all right. No one's going to disagree with a non-number but really harsh punishment. Uh, Baker Mayfield was at a charity event in Norman, Oklahoma, home of the Oklahoma Sooners, and was asked about potentially rekindling the relationship with the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield said they have to reach out on their end, but both sides are ready to move on. So uh, he's still under contract, isn't he? Uh, he's got a right. Yeah. Baker's played four years at the Browns. The team did opt in for that fifth year team option. Yeah. So, yes, he is under contract with the Browns this season. Yeah, guess who doesn't have to reach out to you? The Browns. Because guess who you have to report to at some point? The Browns. Dude, um, here, here's, here's the situation. I actually think the best thing for Baker Mayfield would be to go somewhere else and to compete for a starting job. You know, I, I don't know, you know, exactly which one makes the most sense. Maybe Seattle, whatever. But historically speaking, Baker Mayfield is way better after he's been disrespected. You know, he walks, he he, he leaves Texas Tech. He walks on Oklahoma. He's a monster. Uh, he, he, you know, even with the Browns, like he was, well, you're not going to start for us. You're not ready. You're not going to start. He starts, he played pretty well. He, he's been disrespected right now. He goes to Seattle. Watch Seattle. Watch the Seahawks actually play pretty well with him, especially with a guy like Pete Carroll who knew how to bring along Russell Wilson. Everybody acts like Russell Wilson was this like no doubt pick. He was a fourth freaking rounder. You know he he was he was not you know he was not what you thought he was going to be. And and Pete Carroll brought him around the right way, and he had a lot more talent than people realized. I can see a Baker Mayfield doing really well 
you know, and, and I don't know if the offensive line is good enough, but like that kind of thing where if he's disrespected, he plays at a whole nother level. It feels weird too for Baker in this spot because if Baker understands, I think everybody does, you have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out this is a lame duck situation. Like they do not want him. He knows he doesn't want to be there, but because of the strange circumstance that is Deshaun Watson, six games, eight games, 10, whatever the number is, Baker would likely be the starter. But Baker's going to have to make a decision here. You mentioned that he's going to have to report to the Browns because that's his sign of his paychecks. Is Baker just not going to show up? Is Baker just going to be like, look, um, I hate you guys. What you've done to me is disrespectful. I was your number one overall pick. I led you to your first playoff win in 20 years. Uh, I was the franchise. You know, whatever Baker's mindset is. Okay, I know you guys don't want me. I'm not going to go out there and get injured. I'm going to go get paid by somebody else. That sucks. He got suspended. I'm not showing up. Baker could do that. But like you said, that doesn't work in his favor because it's an audition for six games, eight games to show how good he is. Or somebody could look at it and say it's the exact opposite. Baker could tank for those games and nobody would want him. But it seems as if the reputation now around Mayfield, he had a bad season in 2021. He was injured. We forget that, but he was. Right, but right. I, knowing Baker Mayfield's swagger is the way I'll describe it. I wouldn't put it past me. It doesn't show up. I'd be like, wow, that sucks, dude. Watson got suspended. Who's going to play quarterback for you guys? Not me. I mean, you guys haven't called me. I'm not showing up. So that could be a wild storyline too. Baker might be like, nah, I'm good. Nah. I, Somebody's going to get hurt in the preseason. Just trade me. I'm good. I can't see. I mean, can you imagine, like, not show up because you get fined too. Like, you yes. get fined if you don't show up. So I don't, I think he, I could see him, um, oh, man, I would show up. That's me though. I'm, you know me, I'm a rule follower. That's what I do. Someone, Colin Coward's probably really like, he's got that endorsement money to pay for that. He's doing enough commercials. Can't the commercials pay for him sitting out? Colin Coward hates him, though. Like, legitimately <laughs> hates him. him. Yeah, uh, for the New York connection to that storyline, too, I don't think any New York team, but we, we've tried to do that this spring if the Giants, Jets, or Bills, unless an injury happens, he's not going into New York team. He could have gone to Carolina. Like, at this point, it's past the NFL draft. He's either sitting or – wow, no, I'm just saying this out loud. I think he's – I don't know if he's actually – if I had to wager if he's going to play week one, I'd say no. So I think yeah. Watson gets suspended and Mayfield's like, oh, I'm good. After these quotes today, he's like, nah, they can no, call me. Uh, yeah, but they don't ha- – again, they don't have to call They don't him. have to, yeah. Right. I I think if – I think I think he plays – unless unless they're done with him. Like, unless they just don't want anything to do with him. But I don't know. I, I think it's – I think the only way he doesn't play week one is if they've traded him or cut him. And I don't I don't see those things happening. Unless unless there's an offer out there that's just it's just too good. Like somebody can send you a like a Nick Foles type, you know, and a draft pick and, and they want him that bad. So like if something happens in the preseason where somebody gets hurt really bad and the team is so close, I could see it then. But he's not he's not in that high of a demand. Like he's got to, he's gotta play. Like he's to prove that he is what he thinks he is. Like we talk about Aaron Judge saying that this is what you're doing, you're the best player on the team. Baker Mayfield says that shit too, but he's not even close. He's like top six, seven, <laughs> eight. Uh good offer. We'll find out if it comes. Sometimes something's so good you can't say no to it. Like a ring at Lillian Ooh. David Fine Jewelers LeVac. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about that wonderful couple earlier. I think you said it was Jamie and Melody. Do we know if they went to Lillian David Fine Jewelers? I didn't get a good look at the ring. I didn't. Okay. Um, well, they I was, want to be friends with me. They need to make yeah. that right decision. I mean, they seem like smart people, so I'm betting. I'm betting it was a Lillian David trip. And if it wasn't, I'll talk to them, and they'll start going to Lillian David. 
and and then this amazing start will just continue to to just peak. They'll keep going. So I that, think that's Jamie? that's what it is. That's right, Jimmy. You hear that? Go get the wedding band at Lillian David Fine Jewelers two for one wedding band sale. That's amazing. Trust dude. me, my man. That's gonna come in handy. You can talk to my guy David about what the wedding plans might be going forward. Maybe you've got to get the the ring resized. I didn't see how it fit on her finger. Maybe maybe you screwed it up. That's okay. Lillian David Fine Jewelers can help you for whatever it might be. Maybe you're celebrating that summer anniversary. Get her something wonderful there at Route 50, the shops of Wilton's Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Awesome selection of jewelry there. I got to see it firsthand. I always joke about how they moved that stuff and how it happened and how I feel like they added a lot more. I definitely did. And now you can find exactly what she wants. Route 50, shops of Wilton's Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I know from experience, here's my wedding band right there. Wedding season, I got some more coming up. Got to make sure you're looking good. Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Stop in. Tell me you heard about Gaza's story. Tell them LeVac helped with the proposal at the Empire game. And now you're going to do the same thing at an Empire game and you're proposed thanks that's to Lillian. You know what? Maybe that's, maybe that's the deal. Maybe that's the deal. I am. I would be honored to officiate your marriage, your wedding. But only if I know you're making smart decisions like going to Lillian David for your wedding dance. Like that's because I got you know, I don't want to be a part of a bad marriage. So far, <laughs> I'm two for two on great marriages. I feel like this is where the storyline of March comes back. We're like, now you're going to start calling Alyssa and be like, we got another proposal for this home game. The guy's chickening out. He doesn't want to do it. Alyssa, we need you in the top. <laughs> just pull in like she's Eddie like, Brown in the limo, you know, like, she's, just just shaking it. she's like, listen, yeah. you're going to get out there. And you do the right thing. No, it was, that was, that still was one of the cooler things. I was, I was happy to be a part of that. Have you heard the story? Like how like a how, lovely lady, Le'Veon Bell versus Adrian Peterson, dude. This one, <laughs> I think you know how I feel about these these fights. I am so excited about this fight. Excited? I'm excited about this fight. I'm excited. We got two guys in great shape. We got Adrian Peterson, and he's gonna hit somebody. Might be a kid. Could be Le'Veon Bell. We don't know. It's craziness. Le'Veon Bell, he's a rapper. He's got to get his street cred up. These guys are coming in swinging hands. They're ready. This is going to be fun. This isn't too over-the-hill friggin' old farts trying to, you know, cash in one last time. These are two regular farts trying to cash in one last time. I'm excited. I think these are great athletes. This is going to be good. I'm ex- Oh, let's go. Throw some hands. Let's go. Am I just missing the overall thought of why the fight game is changing. Like, did I miss the memo? Maybe, maybe what is happening now is that, like you said, two in shape athletes are getting offered an opportunity to make a ton of money through yeah. YouTube and this new streaming service where it's like, okay, I'm in really good shape. I'm getting offered millions of dollars to fight. I think I can beat the guy I'm fighting. Why would I say no? I mean, maybe it's simple right. as that. Like the, the, the fight game to its core. Well, it's like, like we used our heads as battering rams for decades. It's a couple more hits for a couple more dollars. I mean, Adrian Peterson basically got canceled for beating his kid with a switch. Le'Veon Bell got robbed by naked women. I mean, these are these are these are things that, that happen in these guys' lives. They're ready. This is exciting. I think what it comes down to, guys, is <laughs> we're headed... off the, the, the robbery of the naked women, which some people might have forgot that. Story. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's a great story. The best. They he, he like chicks come over. They do the things. He goes to do whatever he's going to do, and they leave with all the stuff. Uh, what, what they what were they wearing? Nothing when I left. Um, <clears throat> here's here's the deal, right? You're a little younger. You don't remember Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. So it was a claymation show 
where like Madonna would fight Britney Spears or whatever. All these like these like mind numbing matchups that you would would never really happen. The world is such a shithole now that we can actually do it in real life. So so let's go. Let's go. Let's let's see. Let's see. Le'Veon Bell versus Adrian Peterson. The winner takes on Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker would whoop both of them. Let's go. Let's just get it. Let's get it on. Yeah, it goes back. Let's get it on. Mills Lane, I think. Mills Lane, that's one. Sorry. I knew it was one of those names. White people although, look like to me. Although Les Miles would have been hysterical doing that as well. He should have been the if he didn't get canceled, he probably would have been the next mm. Corso and he would have been screaming those things at random yeah, college grass. campuses. He should be back too. Like, what did Miles. you think? What did you think of him? I mean, come on. What did you oh he eats grass? There's no way he's a freaking nut job. <laughs> Why did 20, 30 years ago athletes not constantly fight each other in exhibition boxing bouts for large stacks of money? Because there was no forum to do it. Right. It was either you're going to fight for boxing on television. There was just no platform to do this on. And well, not just Paul that. Brothers just, you you yeah. were above it. Yeah. You right. were above it. Like you didn't, there were certain things you didn't do when you were a legitimate athlete, a legitimate star. You didn't fight people unless you were a fighter. You didn't go on Howard Stern unless you were a stripper or, or a coked out comedian. Like you didn't do this. The world has changed. Like you just, I got to get clicks. Well, you know what gets clicks? Fights. Get in there. Throw some hands. Let's go. Let's get it on. Ray Rice is gonna is gonna fight the winner. It's gonna be awesome. No, no, no. I, I don't think do, you wouldn't want to see it. You wouldn't want to see it. He actually could sell some pay per views. I think Hell that yeah. stigma is still around. He's, he's like Greg Hardy. It's like yeah. Greg Hardy is either gonna give you a show and and beat somebody up, knock somebody out, or you're gonna watch a, a just a, a sack of of excrement get knocked out. You, you can't lose. It's a win win situation for you. He really could do that, man. Like oh, these guys. I gotta go back to the Paul brothers because one of the Pauls, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Jake. Which one? Jake the is younger... fighting Tommy Fury at Madison Square yep, Garden. You got it. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Tommy Fury, the younger brother of Tyson Fury, of course, the heavyweight champion. So like right. these guys started this trend. And look, I know there's been celebrity boxing before. Now there's a huge bet between it. Tyson and, and Jake Paul too. Yes. So if it's creating, <laughs> if it's creating revenue, and those guys are getting paid. They can go out and do it. Wasn't Nate yeah. Robinson got knocked out by him? What are the Pauls and all that other yeah. shit? That was Jake Paul again. Um, and again, that that was stupid because you know Nate obviously didn't want to be there. But these guys are serious. Why the hell not? Go get it. Get you some. Your career's over as a, as a football player until the next time somebody's dumb enough to pay you. Go go punch each other in the head for my enjoyment. I'm fine with it. I'm the emperor. Who's July. Let's go. July 30th is when that foot is scheduled. So. Set your You're gonna watch it. To You're I gonna watch it. Will. What else? Do we know what else is on that card? Uh, actually, I did have something else on that card. Hang on. There is another like marketable fighter that is on that card. Give me like, oh is, man, like, I'm kicking myself that I don't know this off the top of my head. But it's, I mean, Swaggy you, P. That's right, Swaggy on. P. Nick the guy Peter's from the guy from no, Big no, no. Brother. That's of course Swaggy C. Oh, which one's Swaggy P? Nick Young used to date Iggy Azalea. Remember the one who was on Snapchat and I love Iggy Azalea. That was wrong. one of the early Wolf Levac and Wolf practice segments where uh, you guys had to talk about Swaggy P and the Snapchat of uh, who's D'Angelo Russell was taping oh, him and that's why the marriage oh, broke up. Yeah, oh. and now you're getting back. He's fighting Blueface. What's his real name? Buddy? Nick Nick Young. Nick, Nick Young. Young. Okay, I thought you said Nick Cannon for a second. Nick Young. Oh, he's another idea. He's fighting who? Blueface. Who the hell is Blueface? What the fuck is blue? Uh, the blue man? I, 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 I gotta be honest. I'm not. Yes, 
I don't, I don't know. Somebody told is it Blueface from the Blue Man Group? I'm actually not sure who Blueface. Blueface is a American rapper, is what my first Google search is coming up. Funny, the former L.A. Laker and NBA champion, Nick Young. Okay, all right. Well, I'm a little more excited about the other one, Le'Veon Bell versus Adrian Peterson. You're not excited Blue about face. Blueface? Blue balls? I'm not excited about those either. Now you really want to get the ratings, blackface. Have them fight somebody in blackface, then people are going to tune in. That's an hatred. You get to fight hatred in its own. You fight hatred in one of its purest forms. That's a win. Right you know there. that match? There's a match from WrestleMania. I think it's like WrestleMania six. Roddy five, Piper, maybe. Roddy face. Piper. You knew it. Yeah. yeah. Junkyard Dog, maybe. Yeah. It, there was. Like, I can't remember the reason too. They they tried to like justify it. Roddy Piper was an, was an odd dude. You ever like hear about the way he grew up and everything? He's basically homeless. Yeah. Like a whole lot. Like Roddy. Man. He played a character on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that's, I think, not that far off of his life. He actually was a wrestler on the show. He was only in a couple episodes. It also, um, was it They or They Live, where you know he has special sunglasses and he can see aliens and then he fights them and he drops the famous line of, I came here to, uh, you know, kick ass and chew bubblegum and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, those. Some of the best stuff you will see from Mr. Piper. There's no segue into Johnstone Supply in Troy. We hope that this summer it's getting hot. I think Brody Piper, if he was still here, would love Johnstone Supply. I think so, too. I think it would be one of the better decisions he made in his life. Shout out to our guy George and Tom and our guy Don. Everybody over there, Johnstone Supply in Troy. If you're sweating, if you're in your house just sweating and wondering why I can't, I'm uh, constantly sweating. Time to get Ryan McCarthy, news. he outnerded you. Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. Thank you, With Ryan. the ghetto blaster kick. That's the to the back of the head. Johnstone Supply and Troy is here to help you stop sweating. Get that new AC unit by calling them today at 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. Or visit them 6th Avenue in Troy. We love to support people like Johnstone Supply and Troy. They've been rolling with us since this podcast venture started. We hope that you can roll with them this summer to stay cool. And if you're looking for a change, whatever it might be, Johnstone Supply and Troy can help you. Always some great prices for summer projects in store. If you're looking to just buy some tools or for some upgrades around your home, Johnstone Supply and Troy is the place to go on. Sixth Avenue, stop in on the weekday, say hello to everybody. Great crew there. 518-272-5922. That is Johnstone Supply and Troy. Check them out on Facebook as well. Johnstone Supply, Troy, and why? Well, back in guys, guys in the media. Happy to have these guys as partners. Love Johnstone Supply and Troy. Love I saw them. it all the time. Love them. I love you guys. The end. It's true. It's true. It's like the the longer I go without seeing Tom from over there, the more I like him. Oh, so there's that. <laughs> I've got a baseball one to lead off Q and A to end the day today. I just got a random cigar laying on the floor over here. Okay, you you pick up the cigar, uh, Jared. Oh, it's Olivia, no less. Yeah, that's a good cigar. Jared W. has this one, not Jared Lozier. Jared W. Right, Jared W. Should more people be pissed off about Max Scherzer complaining how he doesn't want to pitch in Binghamton? He basically is calling out the minor league system and saying, I don't want to be here. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, you worked your whole life to not be a minor league pitcher, and then you don't want to go there. Like, remember when the Blue Jays had to start playing in Buffalo and they were like, everybody was like, oh, it's not, these, these fields are not up to major league standards. They're not. That's it. I mean, they're not. It's just like, why would you be one of the highest paid players in, in the whole game and go, you know what? Feeling pretty good about being a rumble pony for a day or two. Not just, he knows how to get back. Just let him go back. 
Like, if I'm a Mets fan, whatever it takes to get him on the field. If he says he can get on City Field faster with not going there, good. That's your deal. Max Scherzer is a Hall of Famer. Max Scherzer is one of – it's him and Clayton Kershaw of the last 15 years. Verlander – Scherzer's probably making an argument. He's a top three pitcher the last 15 years in baseball. If he says he doesn't want to pitch for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, he said that in the post-game press conference. I don't want to be a Rumble Pony. Okay, he doesn't. Like, what did we think he wanted to do? Put the city of Binghamton over? Like, I love being here. I am I just feel like minor league baseball fans, most of the rational ones get what it is. Like, it's no, JV, you know the problem it's is, You know the problem is, if it's good enough for Tebow, it's good enough for you, okay? <laughs> Tebow knows God. What <laughs> about that same comparison, too? I'm like, yeah, Tebow – Tebow hit one. You hate Tebow. Oh, we'll you, hate, you hate Tebow. I'm glad that it. circus act ended. I wonder if like the, the history books will tell us the reason Tebow didn't make the majors because of COVID. Like COVID, you know, if COVID didn't hit, Tebow would have been in the big leagues. That is ninth I, as a DH. I'm to this day, I am still shocked that he did not end up in the pros at all. I thought just for sheer gimmick of it all. Because how many times was he in the Mets farm system when they had nothing to play for? I would have brought him up to sell tickets. F yeah. Let's go. Let him, let him have one at bat. I don't care. Pinch hit for a pitcher. There you go, everybody. There's Tim Tebow, everybody. See you they later. Should start, they should start signing blue face to sell tickets then if they're going to keep doing that. I don't, I don't know what blue face is. I don't, I don't, I don't know what blue face is. I've got two, re- two things you don't know what the hell they are. i got two references here. Uh, Ryan dropped this one. Will Upstate Sports Edge now have a giant neon sign that's just like the George Michael sports machine? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, Ryan's got like deep pulls. Like Ryan is he he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot. There's a lot going on in Ryan's head. I I'm almost guaranteeing you there's like small skeletons under Ryan's house. I don't know, animals, children, whatever. They're there. They're there. I'll put money on it. I love this one from Corey who just wrote in. I heard on the Peter Burns. You don't have to, you know, I'm not gonna give that guy a shout out. I heard on a Sunday morning this. show that an NCAA football video game is coming out next summer. Are you interested? Uh, Corey, I have a piece coming out in two weeks from Matt Brown. If you really care about the video game, there's a guy named Matt Brown and Dimitri Ravenos who are doing unbelievable work on this research. Like, uh, this is this is pretty cool, by the way, for a Capital Region connection. According to the reports, U Albany football is going to be in the game. Um, so, if well, you want to play my, the NCAA first, football game, yeah. Go my ahead. first question to you is: Is Matt Brown married to Ronda Rousey? <laughs> No, he's not. He's not. Oh, are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure that you booked a Matt Brown on my show once. <laughs> Told me he was married to Ronda Rousey and just minutes before we went on the air. I was like, that dude's not married to Ronda Rousey. And I had to change all the questions. Pretty sure. Live at, live at 5.50. Drive time. It's like 5.12. I go, that's not the right dude. I think it's like a Travis or something, isn't it? And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm like, no, not fine. <sighs> not the same Matt Brown. No? Different guy? Okay. A different Matt Brown who works for... Extra points. So, Corey, you Albany is scheduled to be in the game. All FCS teams are scheduled to be a part of this. Uh, I hope Gattuso is on the sideline. Just a pissed off looking Greg Gattuso with his dogs next to him. Bruno and Blitz just walking on the sideline. They got to clear all that stuff. I guess that's like the biggest hurdle, Corey, is the two parts. One is to get all the stadium rendering, which I assume is really hard. So, it's like 150 stadiums they have to render. So, that's what's taking so long. And uh, again, now, with, extra points. Got to pay now with n- name, image, and likeness. That's different because yeah. remember they could do it before because before the O'Bannon sued, 
NCAA was like, no, it's not really you. And O'Bannon's uh, sued for hoops because it was it was clearly them. It was their number. They looked like them. That everything like that. That's. I wonder if you have to make a deal with everybody's in the game. So the rumor is that these schools have to sign like a piece of paper that says like Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame's not a good example, like because uh, Notre Dame has their own thing, but um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Oklahoma has to sign that lets everybody who's potentially in the game get a cut of whatever that is. Like, hey, we're going to give you a certain price of it. But what's cool oh, is that, like, okay. let's, so like, so like five let's, cents. Yeah. So, like, let's say you're the walk on, though. You don't know who they're going to put in the game. So they might put, like, like you said, wide receiver 89. Hey, it's the freshman. They screwed it up. Yeah, I'm getting paid. Let's go. Like, right. That's Here's the check game. for six dollars. Yeah. And the other thing, Corey, because I know you're a video game guy, the biggest thing they've said is you cannot edit the roster because everyone's like, well, why don't you just don't pay the players? You put all the numbers, like Levac said, just put like fake numbers and I'll in. Make, and I'll make my own. Exactly right. People will just Carl make their own stuff. will be on my team. You Albany football will be in it. Union football will be in it. People can just load it. People figured that's too easy to get through that loophole, which darn it, because I definitely would have done that. All right. I don't have any questions. I don't have anything else as well. I think it's a nice yeah. way to close off because I like yeah. talking about an NCAA video game. I know you're excited. I'm trying to think the next the next video game I'm super excited for. I know there's another God of War coming. That's what I'm excited about. I love God of War. It's a great game. It's very violent. It's fun. A little mytho- mythology mixed in there. It's good. It's good times. I love uh, my child, but I would give a lot to play a video game again. You have kids like that. That's it's like movies, TV shows, and video games. Like what you do in your leisure time, your downtime. Those things are gone. But you only play sports video games, right? Yeah, I'm so bad at first player shooter games. It's like. The old, there's rumors of the old golden eyes coming back. Like I used to hide in the bathroom because I just get, I was just so awful at them. All my friends there's, were great. Does your kid like Disney? Yes. There's a video game called Kingdom Hearts. Seems very nerdy, but it's all Disney characters and it's a adventure game. If you play it, he might think you're he might think he's watching a movie with Donald and Goofy and all that stuff. Right. Might be able to get away with it. You might be able to get, and then if he starts liking that, maybe you can get him to get away with you know watching you play a little NCAA or something. He's a big Spider Man guy. I know Spider Man had a video game out a couple years ago. Spider Man games are hard though. Those games right. are difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of those. Not at all. Um, let me see. I got a little advice for everybody. A little advice. Uh, stop taking advice from fat guys who are doing a show in front of a bookshelf. That's what I have for you. That's my advice today. And and watch Upstate Sports Edge wherever the hell they put it. <laughs> <laughs> 